Hashtag NSW. It is the Thursday edition of Marawa Sports Worldwide. Now, after the Mamelodi Sundowns team confirmed that they had five positive COVID-19 cases, uh, though these have since recovered and returned to the team's camp, another club, ironically also from Tswane, has also given an update on their status. Now, Supersport United released a statement this afternoon. Uh, they were announcing that four first-team personnel within their camp have also tested positive for the virus. The CEO, Stan Matthews, joins me to give us the latest. Good evening, Stan. Welcome to MSW. Evening, Rob. How are you doing? I should be asking you. We breathing. We are locked down. The president's addressing <laughs> us tonight. We have no idea what lies ahead. What are you expecting? Uh, well, at the moment, Rob, nothing. Uh, we aren't getting that much good news. So I guess a realist has to expect the worst. And um, we're experiencing that at all levels at the moment um, in our communities, in our families, in our workplaces. Um, you know, a former colleague of yours, um, uh, Kaunda, who who passed uh, this week. Um, So it's not an easy time, you know, uh, for anybody. And when you compound the worry about people's well-being, also with the financial stresses and strains on the economy and on the football industry um, specifically, uh, we're all having a a tough time at the moment, but you have to have perspective. And I think that's also part of our release was just to, to update and to inform you know, people in terms of perspective that, you know, from our club's point of view, we've been rigorous in terms of our testing and um, we've come up with these cases, which in the greater scheme of things, in terms of our academy, we've had one case in the first team, we've had four cases, so that's five cases in the club. And I think um, if we go across the 100-odd players that that covers in the academy and the first team, the technical staff takes our components up to the 140, 150 mark. Uh, so for us to be affected by five people is obviously not great, but we're quite comfortable about where we're holding. Uh, four of the people have uh, been through the testing, tracing, contact tracing, isolation, and retesting uh, process, and they've all been cleared to return to duty. Two of them passed 14 on the beep test this week. So we've been um, very happy with their recovery and felt that we could now make a statement. We've been waiting and uh, watching and observing and wanted to see if there were any uh, kind of negative effects. So we've been extra conservative. We gave the players an extra week uh, beyond what the doctors um, had prescribed. And um, we were comfortable and they've shown great signs and, um, you know, they've picked up really well at training. So we're really comfortable. We only have one player left who is still in isolation. Um Obviously, uh, all three of the players, Rob, had uh, specifically requested on their uh, forms um, for confidentiality. And, uh, sure. you know, we, we left it to each of the players uh, to say whether they were comfortable about their names being specified. And um, all three of them asked for their confidentiality to be respected, which we've done. Um, but we do have one player who's uh, isolated from the camp and um, he'll be retested in a few days. And then we will report uh, accordingly. 
Yeah, absolutely. Stan, I think that goes without saying that sometimes it's it's actually not even about the names. One doesn't really want to know who the players are. Uh, but as long as, like you're doing right now, you are bringing the nation into your confidence and you are able to speak out about the fact that you have been affected and you have taken measures and you have isolated and you have done uh, contact tracing and now players are back, others are still uh, out. And, and that I respect, you know. I don't think anybody really wants to know who they are and we certainly respect that 100%. Given all of that now, I mean, how, how does that affect the, the coaching um, of the team or are you able to deal with it effectively so that it doesn't really hamper uh, the coaching process? As I said, Rob, it's about perspective and for us right now, the coaching is secondary. Uh, yes, we want to put out a team uh, and our players are fit. They've been working hard in lockdown our club specifically had a lockdown challenge where we attached a monetary prize to various lockdown challenges that the players had to achieve so that we could keep them motivated and involved on an ongoing basis. And we made an extra effort in that regard, and the players have responded great. So, you know, we're raring to go from a football club perspective. Um, okay, we're sitting third on the log. We've got Pirates behind us with a game in hand, um, and they've got two games against Vitz where they could drop points and they have to play us. So our destiny is in our own hands to finish in the top three. So we, we, from a football perspective, we're licking our lips to get back. And we've also got a lot of youngsters that we looked at and said, in these six games, we could test drive them now and pay school fees for next season uh, if the, and see if we really needed to, how, how heavily we needed to go into the transfer market. Um, you know, if it didn't work out that and not replacing Dean and, and players like that, you know, that opens up spaces for the Brulees and Webers and McQuenas uh, to dominate and show what they can do. And we were very, very excited about that. But, you know, it's also about lives. And um, when we see, for example, in our club, one of our former sponsors, young man, 36 years old, uh, you know, had major complications after catching corona and has been in ICU for the last eight days, uh, when you see stuff like that, because at his work and at his factory, they didn't have testing like we have, and they, they, they haven't gone to the extent that football's gone in the broader society, which it's dispiriting also for us because we're making every effort to 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 safeguard our players and, and our stakeholders, but out in the open, it's, it's a free-for-all. And, and when you see people affected very, very badly just because they have to go to work, and now they're exposing themselves to such risk. So then you ask yourself, is it really worth it? Is it, is it worth it for these last six games because we want to pay school fees for next season? Is it worth it to, to put people um, really at risk? And those are, are, are the types of questions that, as, as football and as football leadership, we have to consider and factor in to our decision-making process as to you know where do we draw the line between salvation from an economic point of view and you know, salvaging our industry because it's teetering on the edge and you can see that. Uh, and, and on the other hand, also having the, the, the perspective to say we, we, we must also live to fight another day and literally we must live. So life must come first and, and, and then we can fight the other day. So there does come a point where you, where you are asking yourself and there is that dilemma you know, is it all worth it at this time when it's running rampant and the ICUs are full? Um, is it worthwhile 
um, you know, trying so hard to squeeze out these last few droplets of of, of value in what's been um, a, a season that was sabotaged by COVID, but mm-hmm. also a world and, in, and a world economy that's been savaged by COVID. So we have to have perspective and make sure that the decisions we make stand us in good stead for the uh, for the next season because the next season will determine where we hold as 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 an industry this season is water under the bridge and um you know sundowns and chiefs and ix obviously would dispute that and we dispute that with them in an ideal world but um it's it's a worry Rob. yeah absolutely the first of august Dan, has been given by safa to say PSL can continue. PSL had wanted to go back on the 18th, from what we understand. Given the conundrum and the picture that you've just painted now, for you, as an experienced administrator, what can work? Um, Look, where there's a will, um, there's a way in terms of, you know, finding a way forward. We as an industry, as PSL, um, took certain decisions because we had that will and we had that desi- desire and we had uh, the preparedness and, and, and we put in the, the hours and the work to to kickstart at a certain point in time, which unfortunately that time has now passed. So uh, we're behind the clock already. Um, you, you don't need to be a rocket scientist, Rob, to start working out the formulas that, you know, even if you started in in the first week of August, um, you probably wouldn't be able to start next year's season before November. Um, Maybe the third week of October, if you're lucky. But you also have to synchronize transfer windows and other things. So you can't just like some suck, you know, dates because um, it suits you. You need to tie in with the beginning and end of contract periods, Mm -hmm. uh, transfer windows, and, and, and be mindful of the fact that other leagues are starting even before us. So there's not going to be any players from outside of South Africa available to South African clubs if we're starting our leagues in November, but they started their leagues in September and October because, uh, you know, players will go where there's a contract on the table and we can't put contracts on the table for next season um, until November if that's the new start date. So it has become complicated. and Just um, very quickly on that, Stan, sorry, I'm, I'm yeah. not trying to dismiss what you're no, saying. No, sure. does, does it give you any comfort, though, the, the communique that came through from FIFA uh, saying that uh, you've been given the latitude as South African football to extend uh, when the league ends and also when the new season begins? Does that give you comfort or it doesn't really no, make any it does, difference? No, it doesn't. It, it, we, we were aware of that from... From the start, we, we, we were asked to submit our dates. We submitted our dates. We were aware that if we ran into trouble, if we really needed to extend, if we needed to have some latitude of a couple of weeks, we could have that. Uh, we weren't uh, unaware of that. Uh, you know, that's something that's been communicated into the public arena now. It's something that, that we've been uh, um, aware of. But that isn't the issue. <laughs> the issue is the knock-on effect. The issue is the fact that we already took decisions, for example, to extend certain players' contracts for July and August. So we did two-month extensions with players, which has been messy, very messy, and you've seen it with the George Malulekas of the world 
crossing the floor in the middle of the season. It's not, it's not um, what we want to see. You know, in football, Rob, we want to have clearly delineated seasons where this one ends and this one starts. I mean, it, you've got two teams locked in a, in a, in, to win a trophy, the biggest trophy of the lot. And one of the mm. big players from the one team is now ineligible to play for them for the last six games of the season. Um, and, and ironically, the reason he's unable to play for them is because he signed for their biggest rivals and contenders for the championship. So there's become complexities and dynamics which start to um, tilt the balance of what's called a fair playing field and a, and, and a, a, a balanced playing field because not all clubs uh, can do uh, 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 the same and role players mm-hmm. over from two months, three months, two months, three months that weren't on their budget. So, we, we need so to just very quickly again, sorry, uh, Stan, I've just been made no, to, to notice my time. Um, I've yes. got all of 30 seconds left. The Board no, of Governors no. meeting tomorrow, is that still going ahead? As I'm aware, uh, obviously, we're all extremely uh, shocked and saddened uh, by the, uh, the news and, you know, of the passing of the first wife of Chairman Causa. Uh, so we were a little bit concerned about whether the meeting would go ahead or not uh, tomorrow. But I've not heard anything to the contrary. I've not received any correspondence that says the Board of Governors isn't happening tomorrow. Um, so, you know, reluctantly, we'll have to uh, take that on, even though, you know, one's thoughts and prayers and blessings are with the Causa family, and especially in Kosana and in Pumi, uh, who lost their mom, uh, you know, that we're very, very sad. Uh, also for late Zodwa, um, you know, that that, that tragedy has hit the cause of family. Uh, but um, from what I understand, the meeting is going to go ahead tomorrow. All right, Stan, just park for two seconds. Let me take a quick break and then let's conclude this conversation. Hashtag NSW. It is Barrow Sports Worldwide on the Thursday here chatting to Stan Matthews, Supersport United CEO. We're just going to wrap this and I want to thank him for being uh, patient enough on doing that. Um, yeah, we do send our condolences as well as Barrow Sports Worldwide to the Causa family. Um, Stan, thank you so much indeed for enlightening us on that news. And maybe just to wrap on this topic, the expectation. Do you think the league will be declared null and void? One hopes not, uh, Rob, because as I said from the very start of this process, all that uh, football people or real football-loving people want to see is that uh, uh, fairness takes place on the field of play if possible. And we've always wanted at the outset to be able to complete the season, to be able to make sure that whoever wins and whoever loses and whoever goes up and whoever goes down, it was fought out on the field of play and not tossed to us as a hand grenade at the executive committee or at the board of governors where we now have to deal with people that have vested interests, uh, particular vested interests, and push hard for their agendas, which we understand and we fully appreciate. Um, but that's a split agendas and, and, and uh, disputes in boardrooms that require complex calculations. You know, these things and high court actions that, you know, pending, uh, uh, you know, the decisions that we make. Um, one wants to try and avoid all of that at all costs if we can. Um, but if we get to a place where we're going to sabotage next season as well, and you're saying to me, well, so should we have a debaucherous two seasons instead of 
you know, just one that was imposed on us from outside, then we may have to choose the lesser of two evils. But that's going to be something that all 32 uh, uh, chairmen and owners of the clubs um, who have their own personal family money, their own uh, cash flow uh, uh, equations that they have to balance and the decisions that they have to make, they're going to have to make those calls as to whether we put our uh, hands in our pocket and we lay out the few million at each club required to fulfill the season in the bubble, take the smack that we have to take next year in terms of completing a season in an, an Olympic year in the space of six months, which takes a hell of a toll on players and on clubs, especially smaller clubs that don't have the resources to carry squads of 30-plus like the big three. Um, we, don't, we can't all do that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, and that's something that the 32 chairmen are going to have to deliberate on and think hard about and make calls on. And um, that's why I'm looking forward to tomorrow uh, that uh, everybody has their say and speaks their mind and, and, and puts on the table their concerns. And, and then if we've got definitive dates and we, we, we know what all the impacts are going to be, the financial impacts, the, the health impacts, um, and the logistical impacts, then, um, then we, we, the 32 chairman will, will decide. And, um, and we will honor and respect um, what that collective decision is. And we will rally behind that collective decision to make sure that uh, the PSL is a strong product um, down the line, uh, um, the way it's been, you know, over the past two decades. Mm-hmm. Stan Matthews, as always, thank you so much. And um, speedy recovery to those who are still affected. Thank you very much for chatting to us. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. That is Stan Matthews chatting to us regarding Supersport United and the players that had tested positive, but also just throwing forward to the Board of Governors meeting that he says he still believes will go ahead uh, tomorrow. You know, listening to Stan Matthews speak now, you know, giving the insight and, and the reality of what's happening in, in football clubs. Uh, yeah, Marawa, you know what? I miss soccer. I miss I miss going to the stadium. I, I just miss watching Mzansi uh, Supatiski. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Marawa. Ay, yeah, it's tough. KG Brakban. Uh, evening, Prarob on MSW. Prarob, the problem our soccer is politics, Prarob Marawa. They put politics in front instead of football. Prarobs don't blame us next time when Bafana Bafana's playing stadium is empty because of the politics. Our soccer is full of politics, Prarob. Even it's boring now. All the leagues are finished, but South African is up and down, up and down. They don't want to scrap the league, they want to start the league. Prarob, Utum Sanelon, Epox Pegnabonga Prarob. Uh, it definitely looks like the league is going to be cancelled. And it definitely looks like uh, the nine and white is the decision that is going to be taken. It's very sad for football because there's so much work that has been put this season. But uh, again, it is what it is. If we say we can't play under COVID, I don't think there's anyone that deserves the title. Because you can say a team like Chiefs led the league for so long, maybe they deserve something. But there's a reason for the teams that are chasing like Sundowns. They were busy in Africa. They were representing the country. So you can't blame them for not being there if they were competing in different competition. It is very sad. 
it is very sad that the league is going to be cancelled if it is cancelled it is visa in florida evening Barob. Uh, mr Madloputu, i just want to send my deepest condolences to the cosa family for the dark cloud that has fallen into their family Tarop, they say lightning never strikes twice, but it happened to the Koza family. Tarop, Mr. Koza deserves better and more. May God be with their family during this difficult time. I'm your guys, Bufron, Mafia Extension 7 in Mamelodi. I'm listening to you, Tarop. Thanks.